Welcome to She Leads in Tech, where our mission is to showcase and spotlight the talents of leading women in the technology industry. So whether you're just starting out in your career as a graduate or you are working at the highest level as a CEO or director in any given department, She Leads is a platform for you to share your experiences and knowledge with our community of women in technology to help build each other up and make progress to the highest levels in our career. So join me today, your host Lydia, to welcome and introduce our first she lead, Julia Poyel, a hydrographic surveyor from France, as she shares her experiences of becoming a hydrographic hydrographic surveyor. Meet Julia Poyel, our captain. This is Lydia, and this is our very, very first pilot episode of She Leads in Tech. And today, I'm just ecstatic and over the moon to be joined all the way from France by Julia. I'm not going to attempt to say Julia's last name because I'll get it wrong. So I don't want to start on a bad foot. But Julia joins us all the way from France today. And I'm just going to do a quick introduction on Julia because I think she's amazing. And uh, Julia is, I've, I've got a CV down here, so I'm just reading through. It's fantastic. Julia is a hydrographic surveyor. I don't know what the hell that means. Apologies for the swearing, but Julia will tell us all about that in a minute. I will, um, I will. Thank you. Uh, Julia holds a master's degree of hydrography from the University of Ot- Otago in New Zealand. She's got specialization in marine exploration, coastal hydrodynamics, estuarine sedimentology, topography. I can't even read all of that. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, Julia also holds a bachelor degree of oceanography, um, which specialization in uh, geolocation, uh, marine geology, metrology. Um, she is a parent governor at her school. She's a mom of two kids. And in her spare time, Julia enjoys scuba diving, climbing, yoga, and a bit of crafting. Amazing. Welcome, Julia. Tell us more about you. Thank you, Lydia. Thank you. Well, as you said, I'm a hydrographic surveyor. Uh, so it means that I'm uh, studying the ocean seafloor. We are mapping the seafloor. And this is uh, done uh, by using a very uh, specialized equipment. Um, we are not scuba diving to look at the seafloor. We would use uh, like acoustic uh, systems uh, to help us doing that. Um, so it means that we need to go at sea on boats and install all of those equipments, make sure they are telling us the right position. So we are a lot about GPS and positioning. And after gathering all the data, we would process process them and we would make maps with it. And then those maps will be used by different kind of uh, people. It could be for um, setting in environmental impacts or it would be used in construction projects like uh, wind farm, sea wind farms or for building um 
the coast uh, coastline or for laying cables or laying pipelines. So this is a bit how my work is, uh, why is my work useful? Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm like the surveyor, but at sea. Okay. <laughs> um, and really important to uh, um, track uh, what's going on on sea. What sea. That's absolutely fantastic, Julia. And I was going to say, Julia and myself, we met only a couple of days ago. So it's just amazing we're having this conversation. Um, but one of the things that I, I mean, I, I got uh, instantly starstruck when Julia told me what her background was. And I said to Julia, I said, you know, I've, I've been working in the communications industry for some time now, but I've never met anyone who actually lays the cables in the seafloor, uh, which carries all of the transatlantic uh, communications all over the world. So, so it's, you know, yeah, this is my this is my starstruck face. <laughs> so, Julia, can you tell us a bit how you how you got into this field? So, uh, first of all, when I was a kid, I was always passionate about the sea. I used to live in a city by the sea. I was going sailing. I was uh, doing some scuba diving. So at first, I really wanted to become a captain, a boat captain. But after a while, like uh, meeting um, other students, I found out that there was other options to work with uh, in the sea or with the sea and so I've managed to find a small school in Cherbourg which is a little uh, town in France and they would train us to become a marine prospector um, so prospecting the seafloor so I've been there for three years with one year in uh, Wales um, to have my bachelor degree and this is how I got to uh, my bachelor's. But then I wanted to specialize really uh, into cart um, mapping the seafloor. So that's why I went into New Zealand to do a master's degree. Um, far from home, I could have done it in Plymouth, but I decided to travel the world and go as further as I could. So I found out that they were offering this degree in New Zealand uh, called the hydrographic serving degree category A. And I really enjoyed uh, spending two years there and meeting other cultures. Um, so this was a really good start point for my career. And then I came back to France and I've worked, first of all, in... Um, in a company who was doing environmental impacts before any building project in the sea and it was really a good start to my career and I got then to work with company more specializing the construction so I've started first with a with a company called Geocean and they were laying pipes yeah. uh, in shallow water so shallow means very less not so deep water um so between zero and 50 meters deep yeah. I've been doing that for three years and then I've shifted into another company called Travocean and they would lay cables in shallow water as well uh, so my main project there was to lay cables in between wind uh, windmills sorry mm -hmm. uh, in the sea 
and then having the power cables coming uh, on the beaches and being connected to uh, the rest of the the land, I would say. Yeah, yeah land side. No, thank you, Julia. So this is how I got to this uh, wonderful job. Oh, wow. So can you tell us what, what some of the core skills sets uh, for your uh, for your job and how you how you have developed these these skills? Okay, so first of all, it's quite a um, original uh, work for a woman first, uh, being um, working a lot at sea with men's. Uh, it's getting uh, more and more women are getting to do this job, but we are still in minority. Then uh, it has uh, helped me to be flexible with my time and my routine because we could go at sea whenever we will ask me to. Uh, well, this is starting to be a bit more control now, but at one point you had to be very flexible. You had to be very curious as well because you would get all sorts of different problems on a boat and on the boat you're quite uh, remote from land and you would have to sort out your problems by yourself and eliminate eliminating uh, so solution one after the other to find the solution to solve your problem and then it's like being an adventure as well um, because each work would be different with different uh, problems so every time we had to readapt with uh, the environment where we were the team we were with um, and the problems we were encounter uh, um, encountering <laughs> um that's amazing. So, yeah, I had to be very technical as well, because, as I said, we we're using very specialized equipments uh, that are connected all together in a computer system uh, server. And uh, <laughs> so we had to understand a bit how everything um, communicates. And, and, of course... Uh, Everything can happen, like an electrical problem or a positioning problem or anything. So we had to be very flexible for that as well, and and yeah, step back and think about uh, all the solution we could find to reach our goals. Thank you, Julia. I really like how you have uh, approached that question because you've presented a set of technical skills and a set of um, I would say soft skills as well, mm -hmm. and I really wasn't uh, expecting to hear that angle. But it's it's great uh, you highlighted that on top of the technical skills you 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 have developed uh, through your training and specialization. You've brought in you know your uh, flexibility, open mindedness, and and really been the jack of all trades with this job as it's as as it sounds you have been, which is impressive. And so I just wanted to touch on, you know, mentoring and how people have helped you as you've progressed in, in your career. Did anyone in particular play um, a key role in getting you to where you are today? So first of all, um, I would say in first position would be my parents that always pushed me to do what I liked. Um, so thanks for them because they always helped me to reach my goals. Mm -hmm. Then when I first 
started my f- my first job. Um, I've met this guy called Penoir, and my first job was done with him in Morocco. So um, during um, you don't uh, Ramadan, mm. and we had to adapt because people would not be available um, during daytime as much as they would used to be, and. Benoit has taught me through everything, even if in a degree position I was higher, so he considered like his boss, he was the technical guy who uh, trained me into my into my new job. And now he's my husband. <laughs> so for this first job that we done together, well, we haven't done together, we have set it up together that at one point he left and said to me, now it's you to take over the project and to go through it and it has been a great experience for me because of course when he left problems started to to be there as soon as he left the boat everything was working but as soon as he left the boat something very um surprising happened and it 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 really it was really a big problem but we found solutions um, I managed to deal with this problem and it was a great mentoring at one point because yes, you are being taught how to do and then we, we let, we, we let you go and then it's your, t- it's, it's your responsibility to make it work. So that was a great experience. And then, um, I've also met somebody, um, in another job who's been a very nice um a very nice uh, boss i would say um who would understand the difficulty of being a woman in this man world and would put himself to our level and and pushing us up uh, to say it's not in terms of uh woman or man uh we should go all together and facing the same direction and yeah it's it's been a a very important man in my career um so i thank you him as well a lot for this thank you julia and i think as you said that i, I kind of want to stir the conversation towards specifically the challenges you faced in in the industry being a woman how 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 has that panned out for you what's your experience been well first of uh, the thing is when you enter as a student you won't think about this uh unbalance uh, or minority for women in this kind of world well you would know as a captain that there would be more mans because it's been like that for ages, but you wouldn't think uh, in terms of growth, personal growth, you would have to do to become a woman part of a man community. Uh, So it was hard because I had to work with fishermans and fishermans are exclusively mans and would be quite rude sometimes but we had to uh, say that was not how we are supposed to work in this industry and uh, there's been in there's been now they are trying in those company to 
emphasize the equality between man and woman now and and how could we do that uh, so that women could get the same level of management or respect uh, as the man's but it's 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 been for well talking around me with other women's we need to have a strong mindset uh, mm. if we want to follow up to follow in this direction because it's it's getting there but mentalities take time to change and in some countries uh, this mentality hasn't changed so um, we need to adapt all the time and yeah. sometimes it's um, yeah we are not aware it's going to happen like that mm. and um, so it's really on how you react with human and the community and the hierarchy um, and yourself <laughs> and, and, and I guess just following on from that point on what can be done to start to effect some of that change. I mean, is is there anything in in your view now that you've been through the, this process in your career that, in hindsight, you would say, you know, give me this information upfront to help me prepare better? So, is is there is there anything you know you could suggest? Um. Well, I would say. Um, it should be directly uh, at school and and um, and it, in your first job as well. Make sure you've got a good mentor uh, and partnership at the beginning, um, and trying to yeah. I it's a good question actually. Yeah. Um, it's a good question because does. Uh, days that they want us to focalize on the equality between women and men's uh, shows that there is an inequality between us um yeah and so so this is the the thing is we are showing there's an inequality but we need to go through uh, we need to go towards an equality yes. so i think it's about partnership and between men's and women's and and mostly communication and not trying to be the strongest it's uh it's about a lot about communication i would say hmm. and 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 did you find julia that as you became a mother because we mentioned in the beginning you're a mom of two kids that the flexibility you had at the beginning of your career apparently when I assume you know you were single with no kids did did that change as motherhood came came into play for you of course it did it, it uh, really changed my mindset as well um I had to of course look after my kids so find a job essentially um in an office not going offshore anymore so um i think sometimes your your team could um think you're not any more reliable because yeah. you are not going at sea anymore yeah. so you need to keep up uh always with uh what is going on in technology and and being always knowing 
what are the new things and when you take time of course to look after your kids sometimes there's this interruption and um it's quite uh, scary when you need to go back to work and you need to um you need to to think what happened during your, your the time you were away um so yes it's been changing a lot of my point of view uh on how to work uh in those kinds of job um being at home with my kids but i mean mans now are also a lot involved in the family and parenting so some of them are experiencing this as well um so there's a lot of a mind shift for everybody right now yeah. um because more and more uh, for example mans are having uh, some times after birth to look after their kids um it's starting to be a bigger time for them as well mm-hmm. So they're going to be experiencing that as much as us um and hopefully it will it, it will balance uh it will balance uh, our thought about um the work for a woman or for a man. Yeah. I don't know I, if I'm being <laughs> clear of it. That's absolutely right and absolutely clear and I guess as you as you said that a different perspective started to open to me uh because initially i was thinking you know how how do we make the workplace you know flexible for for everyone so we can continue you know to work as we've had um but i guess as we all progress through life and changes happen there's the flexibility that needs to happen not just for women i guess but for for all of us men and women together as a, as a as a community and it's acknowledging that people are in different stages of life and would need different things to enable them to be able to perform at their best potential right mm-hmm. so i think that's a that's a conversation that that needs to be had particularly you know as women or men you know transition out you know come out of childcare come back into the workplace you're right more more needs to be to be done um one to give the person coming back um the confidence they need to fit back in and also to give that reliance in the team that you know you, you still have the same brilliant person here but you just need to be aware that there are circumstances that would prevent something so i don't think it's an issue with flexibility itself if you agree it's, it's an issue around how specific arrangements are made to support you as an individual mhm do you agree with that i do agree i do agree of course yeah Good. it's a uh... It's it's a very interesting period, and I would say you need to be flexible for redirections as well uh, in your life um, towards something that would be more suitable uh, to your family and your partner. And this is it, I would say. <laughs> good. No, that's really good, and. I think one the the first conversation we had we were talking about um creativity 
and and how you experience barriers when you try to implement um, new ideas at at work. So can can you talk about that a bit? Well, I have found out that uh, in the past few years, there's been a lot of things focused on risk management. Mm -hmm. And of course, we want to reduce injuries or risk at sea. But it's um, it's asking us to be very, very um, focused on procedures and writing procedures and make sure we have... Uh, we have imagined all what can happen at sea. Um, and sometimes when we are at sea and we are really working, there would be something happening that hasn't been listed in a procedure. And at this point, uh, people are sometimes overwhelmed thinking, oh, it hasn't been written, what should I do? And some will just use their intuition to resolve the problem. And I think the way we are doing things now to avoid risk is cutting people from being um, creative and use their in, um, intuition to solve problems. Um, and at one point, it, yeah, this this over administration paperwork is is cutting sorry my dog is barking next to me <laughs> uh so it's it's cutting our creativity and for me it's been quite difficult uh people being behind my back all the time asking why 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 have you done that because i would mostly um work by intuition by creativity and um and i think although this procedure thing is for some people, uh, quite hard to handle. I know some wants to have like IKEA manual to do their Build. their furnitures. Yes. Some want their manuals to do their job. But I think in life, it's also nice to leave a place to, um, yeah, to think, to innovate, to create, and. Yeah, to rely on your intuitions as well. No, that that is absolutely amazing. I guess just hearing you say that just makes me um, want to paraphrase what you said. In that, you know, there there is a place for process, but you do find scenarios that are not covered in process, which you need to you need to respond to, and not mm -hmm. just fo follow the textbook approach all the time. And I think that's you know, so 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 important to share because that's that's a that's that's a very very good thing and and um, I guess it's one for industry to listen to because you don't want to get people feeling like they they don't have a sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. in exactly. Yeah. They are sometimes working like machines and just. Uh, yeah, trying to to follow a procedure, but they don't use their brain anymore. They're just uh, um, being told to do that and do that and do that and do that. And it's, for me, uh, I got to a point where it got too difficult for me. I had to find a solution to be creative um, because you want a sense of purpose in your life and you just don't want to follow step by step what somebody else has wrote. Um, 
So I understand all this risk management. And since then, we have avoided a lot of accidents. So this is good. But for me, it's getting too too much. It's, yeah. it's going to, yeah. Good. No, that's absolutely brilliant. So, Julie, I know we've touched on a lot of things and we haven't gone to scripts at all, which is brilliant. But just to close, what next for you? What's next for you, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> What's next for me? Yeah. Um, well, uh, over my side, um, I'm open to all the opportunities that are coming to me. Um I think life is giving you uh, on a plate what you are supposed to experience. And I'm somebody that likes to do all kinds of different things. That's how I grow inside me. So I'm quite open to the experience that uh, are coming to me. So I'm being flexible at home, looking after my kids. I'm being a coach to my husband so he can be supported in his daily work. And I'm also uh, doing all the other things for the home and to to thrive, really. (laughs) So uh, I would would say that... uh, all, all that what I've learned so far had made me strong and have made me open-minded and I'm quite prepared to any kind of uh, experience that could show up to me. Thank you, Julia. You know what? I think that brings this conversation perfectly to a close. And I just want to say thank you for kicking off this series. This is our very first series of she leads in tech and I'm so so happy you've done this for all of us not not just for me and you know your voice will be heard by many women around the world and someone will be inspired by you so thank you so much for sharing with all of us today and we hope to speak to you again thank Uh, you thank you so much Lydia for inviting me as your first guest, <laughs> it's uh, meaning a lot of things to me. And uh, yes, I hope I will inspire other women. Um, and the only thing I want to say is we are meant to be uh, having a good life and going there, good things. And we should just open ourselves to all the kinds of experience and, and always visualize um, Uh, good goals in your life to make you uh, progress um, with creativity and flexibility and voila (laughs) thank you et voila thank you merci beaucoup that's the excellent (laughs) thank you so much (laughs) you're welcome Lydia okay bye Choose. Bye. Oh, now, now I've gone to German. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Bye. <laughs>